And from there, I'll, the topic I'll pick is something that I just thought of during the week. And it'll just be, a, essentially, I'll come up with the title for an episode and then just uh, shoot it live or as, as I go. I hope you're ready for today's episode of Dead America doing Napapo. Let's get into this. Today we are with Gaio. He is the host of Susius Are My Favorite Podcast. Gaio, could you please introduce yourself and let people know just a little bit about you, please? Hi, Ed. Thanks for having me. My name is Gaio. I have, or I'm the host of Susius Are My Favorite Podcast, and I've been doing this uh, since the start of this year. What brings you to podcasting? Oh, it's, it's kind of a long story. So I'm a recovering sex addict and a widower. And essentially during COVID this past year, I was seeing a lot of trends that was in the, I guess, uh, community that I'm involved with, which is also kink or BDSM. And that, that was kind of a long journey, kind of discovering who I was even before that. So from my first marriage, uh, it ended badly because I was just a sex addict and a cheater. Uh, went through therapy, realized, or after I got divorced, I realized that I was a sex addict before I thought that was just a term that celebrities would use to try to kind of get out of getting in trouble for cheating or, you know, I, I just thought it was kind of a made up thing or some Hollywood uh, buzzword. So celebrities wouldn't have to pay that much alimony or get another chance or whatever. I just thought it was kind of a made up excuse. Yeah. And so eventually I went to a, uh, Basically, it's uh, it's called Celebrate Recovery, which is a large umbrella in a Christian setting for uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, sex addicts, drug addicts. It's all of those, but under the umbrella of Christianity in a church. And I was going to meet up with a friend that essentially it was convenient or easier to meet up with her there. That way I could pull her out of conversations instead of her being stuck there for hours and then not being able to hang out afterwards to go watch movies and hang out. Um, she was a hairdresser and she was, uh, essentially gave me free colorings for my Mohawk because she couldn't experiment. But anyways, that was, that was a fun friendship. And in, in that, I re realized that I'm a sex addict by hearing all these testimonies and just switching out, uh, a guy's story that he does drugs for X, Y, and Z reasons. I use sex for X, Y, and Z reasons for feeling better, for having a bad day, for an ego boost, to feel attractive, to feel needed, to feel wanted. And so once I realized that, I decided to start working on myself some more, seeing the benefits of mental health, seeing seeking therapy, seeking group therapy, and dealing with a lot of my issues. Later on, a few years later, I found my second wife. It was a phenomenal relationship, having a clearer mind, knowing who I am, being able to deal with things in a more positive and a more effective manner instead of just reverting or regressing and using sex as a tool or as a way to manipulate to make things happen my way. Fortunately, unfortunately, she passed away four years ago, and I kind of fell back into the deep hole of being a sex addict, started drinking alcohol, 
and realized that I just didn't feel good about it and, you know, regretting and having this uh, sense of guilt. So started seeing therapy again, and I kind of back went back to my baseline to when I was married with my wife. And a few years later, COVID happens, and I start seeing on TikTok a lot of these trends in the kink and BDSM community where uh, subs or submissives were complaining about these fake doms where they uh, they would essentially say something to the effect of, if you were a real sub, you wouldn't need a, a safe word. Or they would say, oh, I'm a real dom. I know what I'm doing. I don't use safe words because I know how to do, do the thing, do the deals. So that was kind of frustrating to see. And uh, for years, I'd had a, a YouTube channel already, but it just kind of meandered. It didn't have really real purpose. And so originally, I had an idea of having a YouTube channel based around these ideas. But seeing what was on YouTube was kind of already saturated. And in the sense that I knew how to do stuff in the kink and bdsm community i just don't did not know the terms for it because the way i was taught or mentored back in the 90s it was more of when this happens do this it wasn't okay so after having a scene you do aftercare it wasn't giving me terms for what i was doing it was just giving me examples of how to do things so i realized that i was kind of lacking in education in that sense but i still wanted to contribute to kink in some way and realizing that kinksters we usually have better communication with our partners as far as sex, what our expectations are, what our limits are, what we like and what we don't like, and knowing how vanillas or non-kinksters are that sex in general is taboo. You know, you might tell your partner, oh yeah, that feels good while you're having sex, but not. it's not common for non-kinksters to sit down and have a, have a conversation with their significant other or their partner and tell them, hey, I like X, Y, and Z. I don't like when you do a, B, and C, can we try something else? Or that you have an interest in something outside of the norm where maybe you want to watch porn or maybe you want to do it in public or you want to do a variety of different things that you've heard about and want to try, but you don't know how to communicate that with your partner. And kinksters do that all the time. They're very open about what they want, what they dislike. And so I thought I could figure out a way to bring that to the masses and also addressing issues that are in the kink community that most vanillas don't realize and don't know. So that was kind of the whole idea behind having my podcast. Well, that's quite interesting. You know, this kink culture, I really had no idea about how they truly felt. And that's why I kind of said, well, hey, let's have him on the podcast. Let him explain what the deal is with this, because Listening to your podcast, it's fascinating. You do fabulous interviews, and it's some of the most interesting content that I come across on the internet because simply what you stated, being truthful. And a lot of people have denial issues or troubles just bringing out truth within themselves, especially to the significant other. This culture. I really think it has a bad name to it, and I think uh, we really need to open up and understand each other more in the world, and this is a great opportunity to do such. I noticed listening to your podcast, you have background in Christianity and studies of theology. Correct. So how does that apply to your life now 
dealing with all of this other taboo type lifestyle. So there's a lot of struggle or conflict within myself sometimes about the ideas of sex and how uh, versus sin and theology, Christianity, and all these other things. And having gone to the College of Biblical Studies, I learned more about the Bible in the sense of how it came about, not just what's in it, but also how it became, how it came to be. And there's a lot of, I mean, depending on, on your listeners or anyone as far as Christianity goes, I mean, there's a lot of miracles or however you want to define them that led us to be able to have a common language back in Samaria. 30, 80. So, or, or, yes, there's Samaria all the times of uh, the Pharaoh in Egypt where basically Alexander the Great brought one common language where everyone could communicate and then being able to write books in that language that would carry on the gospel to today. Of course, there's a lot of semantics about uh, Catholicism, the Catholic Church, paganism being uh, reappropriated for Christian uh, holidays and, and the like. But essentially, at its core, I mean, there's a lot of things that happen to make that happen. And of course, also the Bible verses and as well as the whole uh, discussion about abomination in reference to homosexuality, when in actuality, the Greek word, the ancient Greek word, which I can't think of at the moment, but essentially would translate better towards pedophilia than homosexuality because it was delaying with children, but they didn't say children. It was boy laying with man. And that was just a whole thing. So that was a better explanation. So, and then also if you still, again, with the Christianity, the new covenant with Jesus Christ wipes away the old Testament in a sense, and that he gives us the two greatest commandments, honor thy father and mother and love each other like you love yourself. And that takes away the whole idea about adultery, prostitution. There's the misconception of Mary Magdalene was a prostitute, just phrasing and all these other things that I kind of, I know if I try to communicate this in social media, there's going to be thousands of people that are going to want to argue and discuss the point rather than the broad sense of, hey, you know, as long as you're true to yourself, love your parents, and treat others as Christ would treat you, love each other, you know, like you love yourself. I think that's more important. And what annoys me is that a lot of Christians are quick to judge other people. Uh -huh. And, you know, that's, that's very frustrating because that's not our job as Christians, as humans, that's God's job. Our job is to show others what it's like to be Christian and they show a bad version of it, I think. And that is exactly my point of today. Today's discussion is that judgment upon others without knowing the individual or even trying to because of our preconceived notions about each other. It's simply not good enough for people to go out and study and learn a little for themselves. They want to go off of what they've heard, and that's just the law. And that is unfortunate. And I, I am glad that you bring up the point that during a certain period of time and during the Council of Nicaea, they compiled the book that we know today as the Bible. And there's a lot of discrepancies about that that people see. And there's always these disagreements without, within religion. Well, God truly is about love, like you just said, 
love the Father with all your heart, and then love each other as you would love yourself. It's it's interesting how we treat each other. So your podcast, how long did you say it's been going? Uh, it started this January, though I'd, I'd been toying with it for a while, and I just never uh, took my shot or loaded the gun or however you want to say it, where I just went ahead and did it. I just kept lollygagging and meandering with it. Yeah. Finally, this January, I started. I've got about 50 episodes, and I go weekly on Mondays. Well, I, I want to encourage you because this is important stuff. And the more people that we can get just openly talking and freely voicing concerns that they feel, I think we're going to build better relationships throughout the world. And that's important to me. And I think that's what podcasting really brings strengths to individuals about. I see a lot of individuals judging people and they're unable or unwilling to accept and bring individuals on to have exciting and very interesting adult type talks. How long do you plan for one of your talks before you go into your talk and have your interview with the individual? Uh, usually it's kind of haphazard. I'll uh, uh. throw a, a post on uh, podcast guest exchange on Reddit, or I'll go on Facebook and kind of check the one of those find my guest or be a guest uh, groups yeah, and kind of see if there's anyone that talks about anything about relationships or dating or anything or just life advice. And from there, I'll the p topic I'll pick is something that I just thought of during the week. And it'll just be a, essentially I'll come up with the title for an episode. And then just uh, shoot it live, or as as I go, we just figure it as we go along. And sometimes I'll have I'll prep and have a couple of uh, questions prepped to know what to ask. In other cases, I'll just read off of statistics from a website and have a discussion with the with a co-host or someone that I a guest that I invite on. And so it, it's not really very planned. Early on, I did I, I would kind of script a lot of what I would write or. Um, bullet points that were phrases or sometimes paragraphs or even just definitions. And I found that I was spending too much time trying to read and, you know, get whatever the, what I was reading correctly and not expanding on the content that I could as I was going like, as I was going along. So if I came up with an idea while I'm saying something, it's like, Ooh, that's a good point. Let me finish what I'm reading right now and then come back to that point is my mental thought. And then when I finished reading what I, what I had to say, I was like, oh crap, what was I trying to say? What was I thinking about? <laughs> and so I felt my podcast got better when I let the flow just kind of like take itself. So have prep questions and maybe three or four bullet points. And I think my flow is better now, but that's uh, subjective. So, well, I really find the same to be true with me. You know, I, I've had many podcast interviews where I spend hours just prepping questions and it, really seems artificial but if you just go on and kind of scope out the individual see what they're doing and then try to have that free flow conversation it, it does go better i i love what you're doing and it's impressive how professional you are so quick it took me quite a while to get to the point you are you know knowing what a double ender is like before we started recording, 
you surprised me that you were ready for a double ender podcast recording when a lot of people don't even understand that lingo. So tell us about your recording capabilities. Well, I, like I said, I started kind of off with YouTube and I guess with my being comfortable on camera and on uh, the microphone also comes from spending time as a sports announcer for roller derby. I'd been doing that since about 2012. Huh. And I can be an extrovert. I, I'm kind of a mix of both. Like I'm perfectly happy spending my time at home and COVID was not a big deal. I mean, I'm, I'm a Gen Xer. So being a latchkey kid and coming home and finding something to do on my own and not having to touch my phone, I'm, I'm fine either way. But also if I go out and paint the town red, you know, everyone's going to notice me. Everyone's going to pay attention to me because I have that, um, I don't want to say charisma, but I have that personality that I can just turn on and everybody wants to hang out and be friends and shoot the shit and all this other stuff. So that makes me comfortable being able to talk on the mic, being able to talk on camera. And then as far as being prepared for podcasting in general, I spent hours and hours every episode reading or watching YouTube videos, how to edit, how to do this, how to fix um, a flub, how to fix filler words, you know, X, Y, and Z, anything I came, every time I came to a problem, I would just do research and find out, okay, how can I fix this? How can I make this better? And over time I was, you know, learning terms. I would get on Reddit groups about podcasting, podcasters, equipment and gear, trying to improve things. Do I want to do field style? Do I want to just do a raw uh, recordings and just dump it as is onto podcast episodes? Like, no, because I need to clean up the audio, make it at least intelligible. And then when I realized, okay, if I clear the background noise, well, maybe I could clear up these pauses. So at first it was just um, getting rid of dead air. And then it was making the the gaps seem smoother because i know in my earlier episodes which i go back and listen it just kind of bothers me hearing <laughs> and so i went to the store you know it's real quiet and then oh yeah and bubble you know it's, it's a you know my tone of voice increases yeah. and decreases because my edits you know weren't smooth or i didn't uh taper off the the volume before and after and i was like oh that's so bad um so yeah it's just been a learning process but i i'm you know if i get into a hobby i throw myself into it 100 percent yeah what do you edit with oh i use uh hindenburg journalist pro i started uh, off with uh audition and then i went to something else after audition oh, uh, i tried reaper oh reaper it, uh, it was reaper i was going to try pro tools but i was like yeah that's that's a little too much little um busy Extensive, oh i, I did yes. garage band too for a little while so you know i jumped around for a while and then eventually i settled on hindenburg journalist pro and I, I love it. Uh, NPR uses it and it's been a godsend as far as editing, though now I also use Ferrite on iPad and that what I use Ferrite for is to edit really quickly, remove silence, uh, and I can, with an Apple Pencil, I can move things around more precisely and quickly than with a mouse trying to move across a large screen. And then I throw it back into Hindenburg and use that for the plugins to uh, accent my voice to remove, uh, background noise, you know, all the plugins you use to clean up the audio and then publish it from there. Yeah. A lot of people are switching to Hindenburg. I've, I've heard good things about that. My, my go-to, I, I love Adobe, uh, audition is great. It, it does wonderful things. And then I have those side 
softwares like RX8 is mm -hmm. awesome. Uh, it helps a lot once you learn how to use it. But yeah, so what type of uh, microphone do you use? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I have a SM7B. I'd started off with a, I think it was like a $40 dynamic condenser the same type as a sm7b but it was like a, a cheap one from amazon uh it was cheap special and random i forgot what gear i had at first it was a pre-sonus something a single channel oh, yeah. uh, volume thing or audio interface and then now i'm with uh, sm7b but before that i had a pod mic by oh. road by road um and now i've got a focus right uh scarlet something it's a two channel for my audio interface and then for whenever I travel and I visit friends or whatever, I have a Sound Designs Mix Pre 3. And that's an awesome little thing because it can work as an audio interface and uh, record right into it as I travel. So it's a kind of all-in-one. I just got to bring my mics with me. The only downside to it is the outputs um, is either USB or like headphones. I can't. Interest. Yeah. And then, you know, you get noise that's like, oh, it yeah. just kind of sucks. And I wish if there was just a, you know, another, an XLR for output would be great. But. Yeah. Yeah. That, that really does make a difference when you switch over to the XLR for the connection. You, you lose so much of that. I, I don't know what it is, interference or just crackling and you get all sorts of weird stuff. Mm -hmm. So, uh, do you partner with anybody with podcasting at all ever? Um, I haven't done a, like a partnership where it's, we're a network or under an umbrella, but I do, um, interviews or I have done interviews with a couple other podcasts and with them, you know, we bounce ideas with each other, how to market. Hey, does, um, reels or stories work better for you on Instagram? Do you prefer using TikTok or Snapchat or do you post on Facebook? What do you do here? What do you use for captioning? So it's more, you know, okay, these are the tools I use, either tools I've used and kind of, you know, bouncing ideas off each other. Um, and, you know, cross promotion from time to time, but mostly just, um, keeping in touch with other interviewees or guests rather than, I guess, a, a, an actual partnership. Yeah. Well, what's been the most exciting thing and the most frightening thing for you in podcasting? Ooh, that's a good question. Frightening and exciting. Um, the exciting thing is just being able to make new friends or making new acquaintances in podcasting in general. And it's, it's exciting for me getting feedback from people whenever I talk about any random topic and they're like, oh, I didn't know about x y or z and oh i thought kink meant this and I, i'm glad i know better or you know thanks now me and my partner communicate better so that's the exciting part for me yeah. the frightening part is um i think the frightening would be in some way getting canceled you know even though my content isn't safe for work um generally and also i throw f-bombs a lot i have this kind of fear that some way shape or form that i'll get vilified and misconstrued and then get canceled because you know a small group of whatever entity yeah. decides they don't like me i'm a problem and i need to be gone yeah that well that's the beauty of rss feed gaio you you can't get canceled with the rss feed because you distribute it and there's many ways to have it out there so 
you know, there is a lot of that cancel culture going on. And that's disturbing because what makes an interesting life anyway is a diversity in culture. And instead of fearing it, embrace it and learn why. You know, the why is so much for my podcasting. Why? I, I want to know why. Why? <laughs> so if people could lose that judgment, we could actually open up and learn some fantastic things from each other. I appreciate what you do, Gaio. Is there any call to action you have for the listeners? Um, if you want to know more about me, uh, check out cochinochingon.com. I know it's a Spanish word, so it's C-O-C-H-I-N-O-C-H-I-N-G-O-N.com and slash about. And that'll be kind of a broad idea of who I am. You'll be able to have access to uh, links to my podcast to my youtube all my social medias and just whenever you're having a discussion with someone or to, to the listeners i'd like to i'd like you to just challenge yourself to listen to the other person's point of view don't listen to respond listen to what they have to say and process it don't be quick to oh you're the opposite political party of me so if you don't yeah. agree with me you're wrong and stop being my friend remember that we're all human we're, we're human regardless of our skin, color, creed, anything you want to describe, we're human. And we should be trying to figure out a way to meet in the middle or come close to the middle with an exchange of ideas. So not just um, the diversity of ideas, but also the openness to discuss these ideas without trying to offend or stand your ground for your point. That is so important and wise. Gaio, I've had a blast with you. I've learned a lot and people need to open up and discover who people really are. Thank you for being on the podcast with me. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you for having me on and getting to share my story in a sense versus me just kind of talking at people. So I appreciate that. Mm -hmm.